Here we go. Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside Podcast. Uh, I'm just so excited to be sitting across from a friend, Todd Wilson. Uh, welcome. Hey, it's good being here. <laughs> There, this wherever we are, it's good. It's, it's fantastic, and you know, here's the backstory: we're hopping on late, and we're and we're in a little bit of a rush, and that's sort of the way that podcasts go. But Todd, um, I met you actually, you probably don't remember, but in Jackson this past fall, I've seen you speak actually three times this past school year, and you totally live up to the hype. Um, I don't even remember being in Jackson. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Raquel was there, and you had a booth set up, and wow. and so I met you, or I listened to you there, and then I had to teach them diligently. Listen to your keynote in at Cedarville, I think, in right, Ohio, uh-huh. and then in Florida, we were back to back conferences uh, uh, yeah, or uh-huh. uh, sessions. So I sat and listened. And Matt, I tell you what, it's fantastic to listen to you speak and so <laughs> encouraging. So that's because you only heard me speak three times. Like a fourth, <laughs> it's all downhill after that. <laughs> well, I'll avoid you from here on. <laughs> that's out. right. You uh, that's what I'll do. So anyway, you have a, a ministry called the Family Man and the Smiling Homeschooler, created to help you and your children smile. And I just love it. You say you used to smile, but sometimes maybe you stop smiling and along the way. And so you have been encouraging families. I think homeschool and beyond just to embrace life and embrace this season for quite a long time. So thanks for coming on. No, it's my pleasure. I love doing it. You got a lot of things. You got your own podcast with several hundred episodes and 12 books. Is that right? I don't know. You don't don't even know. (laughs) A bunch. (laughs) They just pile up after a while. I don't know. I'm not a book counter. Yeah, I am looking at your shelves to see if any of my books are on your shelves. And apparently they're not. I actually have them um, on the side. Oh, there you go. That's what I do. I have a lot. And actually we have the Christmas. I think I have, well, I must have six because I have five here. And then we have the Christmas one, which is packed away with our Christmas stuff. So. That's there a good you go, place Todd. To put them. All right, them. okay. And I don't know. You must have eagle eyes. How could you even see? No, I was just, I was just joking. <laughs> I wondered if it was yeah. like when you have someone over your house that you haven't had, and you have to put up their Christmas card on your refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> oh, that makes me think. Wow. I wonder if other people do that for us. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> yeah. And so I want to talk about a couple of things today, a okay. couple of themes. And the first one being this one phrase that you said at one of these conferences that actually I was kind of shocked to hear because I've never heard anyone say it before. Um, so you said, if your kid does it, something like if your kid doesn't want to do algebra. Don't do algebra. Don't do algebra. Yep. And I've never heard anyone say that before. I will stand behind that comment. <laughs> <laughs> you even remember it. Well, you know, and and really just to clarify, it's not like we let because people ask me all the time. So you're saying that uh, if my whatever my kids don't want to do, I don't have to do. And I'm like, no, I would I don't ever say that it is totally parent directed. You know, my kids don't want to do lots of things that I make them do. You know, I mean, you're Mm -hmm. talking about being outside. You give your kids a choice. Go. Would you like to go outside or you want to stay? And they'll say, I just want to go out. Yeah, I don't I don't want to go out. But, you know. That's a good thing. So you go get your shoes on and get outside, you know, and that's what parents do. But as far as it goes with algebra or any other subject, you know, if, if I'm fighting my kids and on a certain subject and I know in my head that they're not going to use this later because we know we're not stupid. You're, we like as, as homeschoolers, we kind of we kind of lose all sense of what is of what is truth. You know, somebody mm-hmm. says. And I hear this phrase repeated over and over again. Kids will say to their parents, why do I have to learn this? I'm never going to use it. And the parents repeat back and they'll say, I know that, 
but you just have to. And yeah. I'm thinking that that's just a, a stupid thing to say. You know, we're smarter than that. Uh, if you don't think your kids are going to use it, then why would we teach it? You know, there are a lot of things we don't teach. We don't teach our kids Klingon or, you know, or, hmm. uh, you know, Elvish or because we know that's not they're not going to look. And so for algebra, it's interesting. So for algebra, I see all these kids, not all these kids, but, um, you know, kids who are just struggling in it. And I'll tell you, I'm not a math person. I'm just not. Even though I've had as high as math as you almost could have. Not really, wow. but, but, you know, I had, I had advanced calculus in college. I, I could not solve a simple algebra problem now. I mean, really, I, I know that when you do fractions, when you multiply or divide, one of them flips over, but I don't know which one it is. I can't remember that anymore. And, and not that, was it a waste of time? I don't know. But I know that in a school setting, everybody does the same thing. So if you're a math kid, you take algebra. If you're an art kid, you take algebra. If you're a music kid, you take algebra. If you're a science kid, you do algebra. And I think in homeschooling, we got to say, okay, you're not a math kid. Here's what I've directed. I know you're going to need addition and subtraction, multiplication, division. We got to we got to do those because you're going to learn it. But you know, algebra mm -hmm. using imaginary numbers. I mean, they're imaginary. Why would we need them? And I remember <laughs> one time talking to this big group of people, and I did exactly that. And this is off the off my head. You know, so I'm like, there are five or 600 people out here. And I said, okay, how many of you add and subtract every day? Everybody raised their hand. How many of you multiply and divide? Everybody raised their hand. How many of you use fractions every day? Uh, some, you know, 50% will say. Um, how many of you use theorems every day? <laughs> there was one person in the back who raised his hand. So that's one out of 500. I don't even know what percentage that is um, because I can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm like, okay, so those those early those math and all those addition and subtraction everybody uses them so let's teach them to everybody you know but uh, on the theorems that are used by one person out of 500 why do we teach all our kids that you know mm -hmm. so i would assume that out of our children one out of every 500 might use that and so that one kid who we know who they are because they love that stuff so we let them so yeah, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I was actually I was shocked. I, I really was shocked because I've never heard anyone say it, but I think we all think it. And when you say all these homeschool kids ask, why do I have to do this? Well, so do the public school kids. I mean, that's right. what I actually taught math. And everyone oh, yeah. used to say the same thing. Why do we have to do this? And I would just say, well, because the government says you do. Right, right. I mean, that's my answer. I mean, and it was the truth. I mean, I, I didn't, I'm the same as you. I think that there's very few kids that went on to use those things. And what was interesting was that in the course of my teaching career, it went from algebra as a requirement to algebra two as a requirement. Mm. So then geometry stuck in the middle there. So there were kids that they said, this is going to, this is going to um, ruin their chances of graduating altogether because mm. they're not going to be able to reach these different levels of math. And does that really matter? And it made me think about, you know, I feel like I grew up going to school. So I went 13 years and I remember right at, like the day after graduation thinking, this is so odd. We were all on the exact same path for 13 years. I mean, there's very little variation. Some kids do sports, some kids don't, but we're on the same path for 13 years. And then the very next day, it's like some kids are having babies and some are getting married and some are going into the military and some are going off to these expensive colleges and some are going to community colleges and some are going to trade school and some are working. And so it was like we all took one path to get to multiple destinations. And when I heard you say, just don't do it, I thought, well, can we take multiple paths 
to get to these multiple destinations and just this thought of freedom in education. Mm, I love it. I mean, to me, I mean, everybody like you, you kind of intoned that 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 was that's radical thinking. It doesn't even feel radical to me. It's just like, well, that just makes sense. Why wouldn't we do that? Hmm. I mean, I, I have parents because, you know, your kids really, you know, your kids I'll have parents will say they'll come up with their kid and they'll say, well, I, I don't know what my I don't know if my son will need this because I don't know what he's going to be. And I'm like, you've been standing here for three minutes and I know what your son's going to be. How could you not? And I think parents, they know it. They don't want to believe it. You know, they want to say, oh, no, my, my, I have a family member who will say, well, I need to teach these things because what if my kid wants to be a doctor? And I'm like, do any, one of them, any of them want to be a doctor? No. And I'm like, then don't do it. And they said, well, they might change their mind. And I'm like, well, you can't account for every every situation. <laughs> and so I just think that the God's made us smart enough to figure it out, you know, that somehow we know our kids. Yeah. And, and I just want, like, I've got a one, my son, uh, my second oldest son, he's an animator. He makes his, he's working on the wing feather saga right now. No and, way. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so cool. And it's Todd. really fun. And it's really fun. And, uh, you know, that's what he, and he's had jobs all over the world from his house. And so I knew he was an art kid. We knew he was an art kid. And so we said, we're not going to, if you want to do algebra, you can do algebra. But if you want to stop at any point, just stop. And, yeah. you know, we didn't work on certain things um, because of that. We knew that he, that's not what he was going to spend his days doing. And we gave him opportunities to do online animation instead. And when he got to a certain point, he was ahead of everybody else because he had spent the last couple of years just doing it on his own. Yeah. The same way, you know. And again, I just think we're so indoctrinated to think that the experts know better. Um, I, I made a statement that I think <laughs> sense diagramming is stupid. And why do we do this? I don't understand it at all. People come up and try to convince me. I can't be convinced. I just don't understand it. They'll say, well, you need to, it helps you understand the language better. I'm like, whatever, you know, <laughs> I'm a writer and I can't diagram sentences. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot, and for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. 
Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com outside120 code outside 120 but i had these these two people came up to my wife they were husband and wife and they were both english teachers and they were so mad that i said that and they came up to my wife and they said you know we're going uh uh they said or maybe it was the day after and they said we were so mad when your husband said that and we went back to our rooms and we decided we we're going to write down a list of all the reasons why you must have sensory gramming and, she, and they they said we couldn't think of any and I, you know, and, and I just think like what are we doing i think sometimes and i'm getting riled up here i think sometimes those subjects are taught so someone has a job to teach them you know so they can give you a test so then they can grade the test and you know, and we're just going through these routines that mm-hmm. it's great. If you have all the time in the world and your kids are smiling and just having a great time doing sentence diagramming and algebra or algebra two or geometry, you know, all of them, let them do them. But if you're mm-hmm. like, if your kids are crying and you're in this confrontation every day where you're just pulling out your hair, you're not finding any joy in it. They're not fe- feeling any joy in it. And you're wondering, why are we doing this? They're never going to use it. Mm-hmm. Then I would stop yeah. today. That's empowering. It's empowering that we know our kids and that you've written 12 books. You don't even know how many books you've written and you don't know how to diagram a sentence. So, so there we go. And I really love, I think, um, I really got to know Debbie, uh, your wife, um, at these different different conferences. And so it was neat to get to talk to her. But one of the things sort of that came out of our conversations is that your kids and you have a lot of them, they're doing all sorts of different things. And so when you said there's a lot of things that we don't teach, well, we don't teach animating. You know, you have we don't teach heating and cooling. I mean, you had this, you know, you talk about was what some of your kids are doing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, why are we picking some things and not picking the others? And I think it's just an empowering we're heading back into the school year. And, yeah. and you know, we have listeners at homeschool and don't and do traditional all sorts of things. But I get a lot of questions about homeschooling in particular. And so... I think it's good. It's good information. It's good information for anyone. If they're crying about their assignments, you know, maybe you don't do them. So, so yeah, it shocked me. And I, I still, I think it's one of the coolest, you know, um, (laughs) things I've ever heard in a, um, in a presentation. So another thing, I love this book. I love that. Especially. Yeah. I love this book. How to choose relationships when there's so much to do. It's so little. It's fantastic. You can read it. Really? I specialize in little books. I just (laughs) can't go very long. And and I heard you talk about it. You have it in a biblical context. I heard you talk about it um, last fall about Martha and Mary. But this concept of um, there's always this battle between what we feel we need to get done and being with our children. And you say, you say really hard things. Like you say, do you really, you don't really have to get all of that done, but how do we do that? How do we choose? Okay. This is really easy for me to say it because I, I don't know. And really, and maybe it was because my parents 
trained me this way. Or maybe it's my personality. Maybe it's both. Um, but I had a dad. Um, really, um, when I went to public school, and so when I would, I can remember this multiple times. I would be doing school, uh, like so, doing my homework late at night because I probably put it off. And my dad would say about seven o'clock, he'd say, "Todd, it's time to stop now." And I'd say, "Yeah, but I got to get this project done. If I don't get it done, I, I'll flunk it." He said, "Well, that's too bad." <laughs> he said, "But this is family time now, and now it's time to do family." And he said, "You can get up in the morning if you want, but..." And so that's, and so I always had this, wow. he made it a priority to say family is more important than work, than your school grade. And even I can remember crying saying, oh, but I'll get an F. And he would basically say, that doesn't matter as much as just watching TV together. And, you know, <laughs> everybody in the whole world would say, well, that's ridiculous. You know, my yeah. dad was right. My dad was right. You know, because we've kind of thought we start thinking that all these things have to be done, that maybe they don't all have to be done or maybe they'll get done on their maybe they'll get done in a reasonable fashion. If we do the other things, I would even see it in my wife, Debbie, because my wife is the one who get, likes it. And, you know, she'll even say of herself, she doesn't like Christmas because of all the responsibilities and and I'll see her freaking out over getting the gifts wrapped or something like that. And she's like, she's mad at me. She's mad at everybody. She's mad at that. She didn't have enough time. She mad, and I'm thinking, well, let's just give them the gifts anyway. And she's like, you can't do that. And I'm, and in my head, I'm thinking, so is it better to be mad at everybody so they can <laughs> open a gift on Christmas, you know, and it'd be a surprise. And I'm thinking that's not what matters. And not, I don't just see it in that or in her, but I see it in so many other people. Um, you know, this is a an interesting time of the year for me because um, everybody's going back to school. And especially, you know, I, if you homeschool, I see all these moms feeling like they've got to start this thing, you know, got to get going again. And they're battling in their head and they're yeah. trying to make, they're trying to rationalize why they have to begin and, and I'm thinking nobody gets to their adulthood and go, you know, I really could have been a lot more if I just started two weeks earlier in this seventh grade, <laughs> you know, and oh, yeah. And but but at the time, I get moms and especially moms, I think moms are prone to it. Uh, dads as well, but moms especially because they have so many voices playing in their head every time they meet somebody. I mean, it doesn't matter. They can be the, you know, the best people and they, they, they leave feeling guilty. You know, they, you have this guy, you, they, they, they listen to you and they go, I mean, look how neat her house is back there. I mean, she's got all those cool things on her. She has macrame. <laughs> she, she must this be, my home. this is the only clean spot. She, she must be a house. good mother because she has macrame. <laughs> you know? I didn't and, make and that, it. that sounds ridiculous. I know it does, but those moms feel that. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, you could have it in your rest of your house and you know, they feel great. Uh, but but, you know, and even that they if you were in a messy room, they'd think, oh, look how much freedom she has. I wish I had that freedom. I don't have that freedom, you know, mm -hmm. and it just it saddens me. Well, I, I like our backgrounds are very different. <laughs> oh, my my background is filled with every scrap that my kids have ever. And my wife, yeah. my wife is a cleaner upper, so she. Everything in here probably started in the trash can. 
and I go out and pull it out and I staple it to the wall of my office. So it's my and you can't see the rest of it. The ceiling has pictures on it. I'm surrounded by, to me, all the things that matter mm. because, you know, that that's what drives me yeah. that, uh, you know, we're going to get to the end and we're not going to care about lots of things, you know, because yeah. really, even when you talk about a thousand plus hours outside, you know, it's not about it's not about the thousand plus hours outside. It's about being with your family outside. It's about those things. It's not mm-hmm. about filling in a chart, which is a great thing. But sometimes we get so focused on those things right. that we're saying, we're going to go out there and we're going to do it because we got a 45 more minutes. And if we don't get that 45, and I'm mm-hmm. like, we, we miss our children in the midst of those yeah. wonderful things and- <laughs> yeah, I get asked all these questions all the time like people will be like um this is what i spend my life doing now you know they'll say right. if i'm driving to the zoo and the and our windows are open in the car can i count that for my chart <laughs> like well you're missing the point you're missing the point yeah, i know it it's not because the chart <laughs> is a tool to it help is. you do something that you want yeah. to do but yes. the same thing with wrapping christmas presents mm-hmm. those are tools to show our kids how much they love them but that's not what the wrapping paper doesn't matter. It's the showing our kids how much we love them. And so I think, again, maybe moms, especially we're so prone to, to falling into that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we, we need each other to remind each other of those things. um, I think that's, you do such a good job with your whole, with the whole smiling homeschooler. And like I said, I think for anyone just to be following that account, because it's funny. And, you know, you have these, um, you know, you put up these, I don't even know who makes them. You have cartoons. They're your own cartoons. I do them. And they're okay. They're fantastic. They're funny. But it is this, you need it. It's this little mm-hmm. reminder of, oh, like you had one recently that like, it's still summer. I don't, I can't, no. I don't remember what the exact wording was. It was like, chill out. It's still summer. We don't have to be bouncing ahead to the next season yet. And I, I loved seeing that. And you had one about, mm. there was a really funny one about, and maybe this was in your book, about relaxation and like hiding from your children and, you know, just the guilt. And right. so I love that about what you do, that you have these emails that you send and just this consistent content that is a reminder. I think one of the biggest takeaways I got from that particular book, How to Choose Relationship When There's So Much to Do, is to ask myself, like, do I really have to do this? I think a lot of times we do feel like, oh, I I have to, this has to be done and that, and it doesn't. Well, I think, you know, too, you know, you kind of come to a crossroads. It's okay to to clean your house, you Mm -hmm. know, but when you come to that crossroads where a relationship comes in the middle. My wife's really good at this. And sh- and it's hard sometimes because we have children. Our oldest son lives right next door. So, and he has three children. So when my wife's in the midst of really busy thing, you know, she'll hear the door open and go, Manny. And Aww. my wife is, there's a struggle because you think, oh, I was right in the middle of doing something. But she is so wise that she stops doing what she would like to get done. And she mm-hmm. spends time with them. You know, my son, uh, Jed, he's 14. He's my youngest. He loves basketball. And so right now, I mean, it's it's already 95 degrees out there. And he's out there bouncing a ball, you know, and he's sweating like a pig. And and he's always, every time I walk by, hey, dad, watch this. You know, and I'll watch and walk off. But my wife is good. She'll be busy. And she likes basketball, too. And she'll go out and shoot some hoops with them. And I know she, in her head, she's thinking, I got stuff to do. I really need to, 
you know, I've got the bookkeeping for our ministry. Well, and you guys are really things. busy. I mean, yeah. you have how many kids? There's eight kids. We have eight kids. And then you have grandkids. Right. And then you have your own family business. So, yeah. you know, if you're talking about who's busy, I mean, she's really busy. So she's really right. living that, right. setting aside these things that I'm sure feel extremely important. And you say that people push back all the time. They say, but this stuff has to get done. And it's a good reminder to really think about, yeah. does it really have to? You have a, you had a story in your book and I, maybe you've shared it. Maybe you share it when you speak to, but you were at a conference and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can lead you into it without sharing the story. But there was a mm-hmm. mom and, um, and keep she, going. Cause I'm not, nothing's <laughs> clicking so far. Okay, and there was, uh, she had had a, she had, no, I'm not giving you anything. She had a daughter that had had a brain tumor. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that story I thought really yeah. stuck with me for sure. And it, and it was a powerful story. I was speaking yeah. at a church actually. And, and we got there early. Nobody seemed to know who I was or why I was there. Uh, and after a while we figured out, Oh, these people are cooking for our event that we're having tonight. And we're talking and I'm less mom came up. She, she heard that I was speaking about homeschooling and she said, Oh, I homeschooled my daughter. Uh, and she was talking about, it. she said until she was 13 and I was about ready to ask, you know, so did she, did you quit? Did you? And she said, and then she died of a brain tumor. Mm. And, you know, then the tears began to flow and she began to yeah. share not about the lessons they covered, but how much she missed her daughter. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is not about how much macrame you have in a house or, uh, you know, even though yeah. it's fun. How many chores you get how done. Many how many chores yeah, you get you don't done. Remember that all stuff. those things. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and we travel, we travel the country. Um, we, we spent really years in an RV, which is a cool thing to do. It is fun to do. Um, and my kids have seen everything. They've been to every battlefield. They've been to monuments and memorials and national parks and president's homes. And I'll tell you what I will remember. It will not be those things. Hmm. I will remember being in a parking Walmart parking lot, spending the night with my kids. It's raining and we're watching the Andy Griffith show for the millionth time. Yeah. I will never forget when we all go to bed and it's, and they're loud and fighting and going, will you be quiet? And I'm yelling, I mean it. I want everybody quiet. Mm -hmm. I will never forget those things because those are the things that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Eating better is easy with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside 50 and use code outside 50 to get 50% off. That's code outside 50 at factormeals.com slash outside 50 to get 50% off. 
This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. Uh, you did a, a keynote in Cedarville, and I'm sure you've done it all over the place, but with the premise is, is how do we keep our smile or how do we get back our mm-hmm. smile? And you know, I'd love if you talk about a couple, just a couple of those things that you remind people of, because I think that it's easy to feel the weight of every day and you have this way of just lightening it up. Well, that's interesting that you asked those things because that's not a very a common topic for me, really. And so I don't have oh. any really notes around. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We can about face. We can about face. Let me go to something else. Let Let's me go to talk about else. technology. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but you I, do, I do. And, and some of the things we've already been talking about. You know, it is those things. It's focusing on relationship. It's not focusing. It's not focusing on the future. Is focusing on right now because if we look at our kids right now, we think, you know, they're deadbeats. You know, they're they're. I, I ask them to do, and they can't remember what I asked them to do the chores. And oh yeah, I forgot. And we think sometimes we focus so much on what they are right now, we think that's how they're going to be later. And then we're like, oh. I mean, they're going to be deadbeats when they grow. They're not. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a son right now who I was just talking on our podcast about. He's got this this collection of tennis shoes, expensive tennis shoes. And apparently this is a thing now Mm -hmm. uh, that people like expensive tennis shoes. I don't get it, you know? And I think he's going to waste all his money. He's going to get through his whole Mm -hmm. summer job, made good money. And he's going to waste it all on these tennis shoes that he has sitting on it, you know? And, you know, the truth is he's not going to always collect tennis shoes. He's going to, you know, he's going to have a family one day and he's not going to care so much. And, but what, what I'm afraid of is that I can't smile at his collection now. Because I see it as what a waste of money. And really, he desperately wants his dad to go, hey, those are cool. You know, they cost. Wow, that's a lot of money, but well spent. (laughs) (laughs) Just cheering them on. Uh I love that. I love that. What a cool story. You have this way, Todd, of sharing the things that stick. You know, I think we all go through life and sit through, you know, however many conferences I've sat through different different sessions. And, you know, you have these things and they really do. They, you know, they lodge in your soul and they, you know, I think about them often. One of the things I heard you say was our kids are going to have to experience the consequences and, and you're not saving them. You had talked about, you know, your son, the story that you had told was your son who lives next door, you know, heading home. You're like, I know sometimes he's going to be sleeping on the couch. Right. Right. That type of thing. So I think we live in a society where we're, oh, they're called snowplow parents. Have you heard mm. that? 
No, I'm not. So the snowplow parent pushes every obstacle out of the way uh, mm. so that the kid can walk, you know, unhampered with no issues. And and so I thought that's an interesting concept. People don't talk about that too much. And like, they really, really to the detriment of our kids. And again, knowing that they're going to figure it out, you know, that they're some those lessons are the best ones. And I used to think if I could do my parenting right, they would avoid they would avoid all those hard things, you know, and again, not putting on moms, but sometimes moms like to tidy up around their kids. You know, they're like, hey, honey, it's time to get up now. You know, you got to get to your work, you know, and then I still I laid out your clothes, you know, and your peanut butter and jelly sandwich is all packed. My son last night, he, he gets up super early because he my second youngest son and he's going to uh He's going, he works at a golf course, you know, on the grounds. And he's like, dad, last night he goes, dad, can you make my peanut butter and jelly sandwich? This is for a snack that he was having last night. And I'm like, no, I said, (laughs) Cal, if I made your peanut butter, I feel like I would be enabling you to be a bum. So make your own peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes our kids have to go without their peanut butter and jelly sandwich or because they didn't plan ahead or they, or they have to get fired from a job. You know, to know that they can't be on their cell phones when they're Mm -hmm. now I can harp on them and I can say, were you on your phone? You know, as soon as he gets home from work, were you on your phone? Uh, No, you know, and and all they do is they end up disliking me, you know, because all I'm doing is harping all the time. You need to, you know, you're going to wear that shirt. Why would you wear that shirt to work? You know, you need to have a collar shirt. Well, again, I'm trying to help him avoid all these things, but maybe by being, you know, called on the carpet or canned or whatever he learned something way better than i would have taught him and he likes me in the process yeah yeah that's good advice i know we don't have a ton of time um but i think something that people are really curious about um i am in particular because our oldest is 14 Mm -hmm. is this transition into adult children and what are the things that we can do to sort of prepare for that what are the things that we can do you know your kids are around it's really cool to hear debbie talk about it you know and Mm -hmm. she uh, she would say actually one of the conferences that we were at together you know, I don't remember it ended on, let's say on a Saturday. And she said, tomorrow morning, there's going to be, you know, X amount of dozens of people at our house and I'm making pancakes for everyone right. and we're celebrating birthdays. And, you know, so what, what are you, what's your advice there? You know, and, and again, I know, like you said, you told me earlier, not everybody's homeschooling on your, on your show, but I'll tell you one of the benefits of homeschooling your kids is that your kids become good friends, you know, and And I know this sometimes sounds arbitrary, but sometimes, you know, we enable them to leave our home because they have so many other, they don't need us anymore. And so our kids are, they grew up together. They played together that we traveled the world together, not the world, the country together. And they didn't have a lot of other things going on. And now they've just become great friends because, you know, the truth is all those friends I had probably in high school and college, they're not my friends anymore. Mm. You know, they went their separate ways. And, but that relationship with my brothers and sisters sometimes isn't as strong because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't fostered as a kid, you know, really, I didn't want my brothers and sisters as my friends because I had my own friends. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of foster family, you know, we take, we take vacations together. You know, we don't invite everybody else, which is okay to do sometimes, yeah. but I want my kids to think, here's what I want for my kids. I want my boys when they grow up 
that they're not always having to go out with the guys because that's where they need their, their me time. I want them to find their me time with their wife and their children. You know, I want my wife, my child, my daughters to grow up, to not think I need to get escape my home, but that I want to be at home with my family. You know, I don't need all the time with everybody else. I want time. And I think that begins young, exactly what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to be outside with their mom, with their family, not just in big groups. Big groups are great. They're fun. But the better groups, the best groups are when it's just a little family playing in the leaves yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I like Debbie had said, you know, I think that one of the ultimate goals is that maybe eventually you as a parent kind of get pushed out of it. Like she's saying the kids are all making plans, all the siblings, all the adult siblings, and even your ones that are still at home. She was saying, you know, the ones that are still at home, they might not even want to come anymore because their older siblings are doing things and they don't want to miss it. They don't want to miss it. And so, you know, it's all of a sudden they've got their own text threads and they've got their own communication and they're getting together on their own and fostering relationship into adulthood. And I thought that was so intriguing. And I think even though people listening to the podcast do different types of schooling, like I said, a lot of people really ask about homeschooling. And so to know that you attribute that those strong relationships to all those years spent together is really, I think, a good a good thing to know. So I know you have other things that you need to get to real quick. Can can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Okay, well, I was going to say I'm in my basement right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can not, find not, me there, yeah. but, but don't come not and find in person. me. <laughs> yes. um, uh, you know, if you're a husband or a dad, uh, you can find me at uh, familymanweb.com, uh, where we just remind dads of what's most important. And if you're a homeschooling mom, you can find us at the smilinghomeschooler.com. Uh, and again, we have a uh, Facebook group, you know, podcasts. Uh, by the family man show for men and uh, the smiling homeschooler, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we just want to encourage you, remind you of what matters. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, I think in the busyness of our world, we, we sometimes forget. And I know the stakes are so high. Um, you know, someone once said, I don't know who it was, but said, you know, life's like a quarter. You can spend it on anything you like but you can only spend it once. Um, and, I, and I think that's true. And I think what you're doing is so amazing because, you're, again, it's, it's not just about being outside. It's about being together outside. Mm-hmm. And those are the things your kids are going to remember when they're, when they're in nursing homes one day. Yeah. And those are the things you're going to remember when you're in, in the nursing home one day. You know, you're not going to remember the hard times, which they're hard. You're not going to remember, you're not going to remember your house, you know, or, or even those trips. You're just going to remember those times you were together and what they did, how they looked when they smiled and, uh, you know, when they got excited and when they got mad and, and those are the things I don't want to miss any of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good, it's such a good reminder. And your podcast, you've got so many episodes, like I said, over a couple hundred and they're great titles, how to enjoy the time you have with your kids, the fear that your child, uh, your children will be behind or are behind. Mm -hmm. So 
There's just so many great things to find there. And, and you have about 12 books and uh, a game, I think even there's a game and hats. We do. And... You can't get it right now. We're, we're like, okay. we're, 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 we, our supplier decided he was not going to supply them anymore to us. So <laughs> we're like in the process of finding those. But uh, yeah. yeah, we have some great Christmas resources. Mm-hmm. Again, those kind of things that you just, I, I want to push families back together. Yeah, it brings families together. We did. We have your Christmas uh, story album mm. and um, our kids really enjoy that. We did that together last um, awesome. last December. So, um, OK, so, Todd, we always end our podcast in the same way. We, end we have with, to sing um, a song or something. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would take that. <laughs> I would also just ask for a favorite outdoor childhood memory of yours. Um, and driving in a car with the windows down does not count. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is one of those. Um, you know, uh, I loved the days before driving in cars without air conditioning, without video players um, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't even know as as a family if we would stop when I was a kid, if we would stop for McDonald's. You know, I just remember us tooling down the road. It was hot looking out the windows. Um, my mom would be making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches up front and passing them back. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was just those those great times of being together and there's some you know maybe being in that car and falling asleep and then waking up and my dad would be the only one awake and Mm. he would be in the front seat driving and humming some song and and you know the the experience the experience again it wasn't the places we went it was the smells and the feels and the uh you know and probably the worse the vacation the more the memories Um, And I I think that would be, I would say the same thing, even as a dad. Yeah. Uh, Some of those really. here you've done a lot of the same thing. It's like you've taken your kids and traveled in your family man mobile and made peanut butter and jellies. It's that simplicity. (laughs) And I do like air conditioning, though. (laughs) sure sure. i hear you we like the video players too (laughs) but you know those are the things those kind of things kind of steal some of that interaction you know Mm -hmm. uh and and so that you know and i get it i like it too every once in a while when they're but i i feel like when i give in it's because i'm i've gotten lazier you know it's Mm -hmm. like i don't want to I don't want to entertain them. We don't want to go row, 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 go, okay, row, row. You know? <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know. I just, I just love it all, and I love yeah. doing it as a family. Yeah. Well, Todd, this is so inspiring, and I think, like I said, following you is just that that little like shot in the arm that you need. You know, just to see these reminders. It's still summer. It, uh, let things go. Try and relax. Don't feel that you have to do so much, and enjoy your family and your kids in the process. So thanks, and and um, and you really do live up to the hype. I mean, everyone, you know, you are like. I think that top tier, you oh, know, like yeah, Miss Speaker and the homeschooler <laughs> no. in the, in it, you know, like you hear your name, you hear your name. And the first time I sat and talked to you, I was like, oh, I get it. I get why everyone's talking about you. So um, just in a way that's entertaining and light and fun. And we need that. So thank you for what you're doing. And thanks for spending this time with us. Oh, I'm glad it worked out. Thanks. I'm glad we connected there. And <laughs> yeah, keep doing perfect. what you're doing. It's, it's really perfect. important. Thanks, Dad. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? 
You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.